Well, I woke up this morning, and in one hand, I was mourning a bunch of dead babies that died from an IDF rocket at a hospital on the Gaza Strip. Then two hours later, I'm then celebrating a dead parking lot from a failed rocket fired from Hamas. Those are two pretty big extremes. What a world that we're living in and 2023. We got all of this and more on today's Failure to Stop, last call of the day, everything you need to know for the weekend so you don't sound like a robot cop. Right here, Failure to Stop, let's go. The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on this is Sunday. About the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Guns up, kitty up. Welcome to Fire Stop Podcast channel. Deliver five shows a week. This is the last call of the week episode, which is giving you something else to talk about other than dead babies and domestic violence. And um, figuring out very quickly that we are not streaming on several different platforms at the moment. And uh, I think the consensus is, is because we titled this show, Is World War Three Imminent? And that doesn't seem to be going well. So if you can't see us on YouTube right now, or if you're having problems accessing us on YouTube, I apologize for that. But it definitely doesn't look like we're streaming uh, anywhere else at the time. So we'll just work through that. <clears throat> Crazy times out we're living in today. Uh, Joe Biden on his way to, or no, landed. Landed in Israel already. We're going to talk about that. Not sure the risk is worth the reward on that. We'll dive into it. We also have, oh, we, 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 listen, we've got to talk about Josh. Uh, we got to talk about today uh, what happens if, if, if things go south for B Dizzle over in Israel. Uh, hopefully you can educate me on what is secession? Is that the right word there? Line of succession. Succession. Yeah, yep, line of succession there. Uh, I'd like to know that. Got to get deep into that. Uh, also, we got the Speaker of the House. of Got that vote happening at 11 o'clock or had happened at 11 o'clock today. So we got to jump into that. It's a lot of news today. Today's show is brought to you, though, by GhostBed.com forward slash Wolfpack. Sleep so good, it's scary. Ooh, by the way, um, you can also go to GhostBed.com forward slash Ant because of the new show on the Failure to Stop umbrella, the C-minus umbrella. It's on its own platform. It is called Night Shift, Top Secret Information. Also on the channel, we have uh, Getting a Grip on Things, which is ran by Mike the Cop's son and his protege partner over there. It, really funny stuff. Those, by the way, uh, an anti-hero podcast on its own channel. That's a Delta Force operator from First Responder Coffee Company and First Responder Cigar Company. They, uh, Those two guys have joined up for an amazing podcast called Anti-Hero Podcast. That's also under our network umbrella. If anybody wants to sponsor any of these shows, you can reach out to us directly. We'll get you guys in touch with each individual show. But the big news here is that Ghostbed has signed a really great contract with Conservative Ant on Night Shift Top Secret Information. That show is doing very well. Um, and so we've also got OfficerPrivacy.com hooking up not only Failure to Stop podcast, but the Anti-Hero podcast. So if you, uh, if you want your name scrubbed from the internet, not your name, but your address, where you live, um, making it more difficult for the media to find you, when crap hits the fan, listen, this is like a bulletproof vest if you're a cop. This is a bulletproof vest for your interwebs. Um, when something bad happens as a police officer, as a first responder, somebody unfortunately dies and the protests begin to erupt, it's already too late. Everybody's got your address. They know where you're at. 
Officerprivacy.com uh, gets you ahead of the game and gets your stuff deleted now before that incident happens so that people aren't banging on your door. All right, here we go. Let's jump into today's, uh, let's, let's just chat about this a little bit. One, I'd like to bring up these emotions that I know we're all probably feeling right now. If you jumped on Twitter at about mm, 11.30 last night, I want to say 11 o'clock, uh, last night, you will have seen um, that a hospital was blown up from a IDF rocket. IDF being the good guys, depending on which side of the fence you sit on. Uh, if you're siding with the uh, the Jews on this one, the Israels, uh, the Israelis, the IDF would be the good guys here. That's confusing. I've had a lot of people be like, which one am I rooting for? Um, and, uh, you know, so we, we hear that 500 kids are died. Everybody's on Twitter making an ass of themselves. I mean, you've got celebrities all running their mouths. I was like, I'm not going to tweet on this. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait it out. I woke up this morning to the same tweets. However, 10 o'clock rolled around, checked them again. And now it appears that, um, that there were no dead babies and that it was a uh, Hamas rocket that had followed, fired. And now we've also learned that it didn't even hit the hospital, that it may have just hit the parking lot. Now, my point here is I'm not listening to any of this. And I'm definitely not going to listen to what the Palestinians say first, right? I'm going to wait to hear what the IDF says, and then I'm going to match it up to what the Palestinian says, and then I'm going to try to figure because both sides are putting out propaganda. However, I am not going to side on the team who's got several videos out right now of them uh, leaving their own dead. This was a, a TikTok video that's out right now. Might have been already taken down, um, but it was a. It was actually I found it on Twitter, and then I looked it up on TikTok, and I found in several different places. Looked at all the comments and things. Uh, it looks real enough to me. Could be fake. You never know these days. But what it shows is uh, some. Palestinians, uh, some Hamas guys uh, on the Gaza side in a firefight and one guy takes it to the gut and falls down and they swarm over him and start taking all of his equipment and his gear as he's holding his hand out in pain. I mean, it's just a gut wound. He's talking, he's breathing, he's begging for help. They gather all of his ammo, stand up, fully stand up. They're not hunched over, so they're not being fired at. Um, they're not in imminent danger. Uh, and, and they, they're looking around, they bring back, they reach back down, they grab some more gear, they stand back up like deer, right? Like you see the deer when you're in your stand and it's just kind of looking around and then they bend down and this whole time the guy's begging for help and then they just casually walk off and then engage somebody around the corner in a, in a fierce firefight. Plenty of time and plenty of manpower to move this wounded guy at least to some cover and out of the open because he's laying in the desert sands. Um, I'm not going to side with that team. FYI. Um, if I have to choose a team for me, this is like Dallas versus the Baltimore Ravens. I kind of hate both teams. Um, and I guess if I have to choose one team, I'm going to choose the one. I, I don't know. I don't know which one I'm going to choose. Um, but I'm definitely on the, in this case, in this whole, uh, Israel versus Gaza thing, I'm definitely not picking Gaza Strip. I, I, these guys are uh, thugs. Hamas are thugs. These guys are the the biggest oppressors of all time. 
their religious law is something you couldn't even fathom in, in this country unless you've seen it with your own eyes. When you've seen another man smack a woman uh, for, you know, uh, for something as simple as having their hijab on crooked or something like that, you know, um, I've seen these things with my own eyes. I, I've seen Taliban rule. I've seen Taliban law. Um, and, and it's disgusting how they treat their own people and they don't do this most of these guys aren't doing this for religious purposes they're doing this because they can do it and they can get away with it um and i know this because look look who's the most the largest consumer of porn right now i actually talked to the terrorist whisperer hamity just sim um from iraq and, and uh and i was talking to him this weekend and i asked him if he thought that the jihad the 13th was gonna happen if he thought it was gonna be he said and this is where i learned this he said these guys can't get off of the pornography man they're not gonna he's like right now like the biggest the biggest issue um over in the middle east right now is they can't get their guys they can't even get their guys to get married right now because they don't want to fucking they don't want to stop looking at the pornos uh, and leave the house and they've got a real porno problem over there uh, all that to say josh i don't think i'm siding with that team now like the the paraglider thing yeah that was kind of cool side, side sidebar aside that was kind of but when you now get be down, careful because they could take that out of context and they'll yep. say Josh from dead like media thinks that that's cool. I, that's already happening. Well, like that's already happening. Somebody said that the attack was an awesome attack, but they were talking about it from a military standpoint. And now all of the headlines were like, so-and-so says <clears throat> that the, the, the attack on the Israelis was awesome. Paragliding you know? is awesome. But when you <laughs> put that paired with terrorism, it's not awesome. Like they're not, it's not a military fact. They're terrorists. Like they're terrorists and you can use the cover of whatever you want to use the cover of, but they're terrorists. They're killing people that can't fight back. They're killing people that aren't fighting back. They're the people that are, they're, they're dying. They're cowering and they're just shooting them and walking onto the next people and shooting them. Like I'm not, not that you have, that's the other thing is what we were talking about before we went live is like, let's say United States, we just step out of it. What happened? What I mean, I I understand the casualties of war. I, I get the, the 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 back. I get that. I understand that. But what happens to Oklahoma City? What's going on in Vermont? What's going on in Idaho? How does any of that have anything to do with with any of us over here? So to say that you have to pick a side or you need to put a flag up in your profile or you need to you don't have to do anything. You can say, yeah, that terrorist crap, that's terrorist crap. And then that's, you don't have to go, oh, I'm su supporting one side or I'm supporting, I'm supporting the United States. I'm, I'm down for the United States. I'm for sure down for the United States. Yeah, I think what we're now, what, what the problem is that we're facing right now is, is we are being forced to choose a side. If you look at the, if you look at social media, if you look at mainstream media, um, you, you are being forced, uh, even the celebrities are, are, drawing hard lines in the sand. I've never been about drawing a hard line in the sand. I've never been about trusting or repeating or regurgitating on emotion what mainstream media feeds me because you really do got to give it about 48 hours. You got to give mainstream media. If they say 500 dead babies are dead, we got to... I almost fell for this in the Hawaii blaze, you know, because of all the missing children and all the missing things, you know, and, and I tried to be as careful as I could. However, my emotions of the president not saying anything was very weird to me. Um, th there were still a lot of things about the Hawaiian fire that I, that I have questions. I, I, it's unbelievable, you know, 
when New Orleans and Katrina happened, we were getting updates. I mean, there was like a year, you know, uh, one year since the tragic, uh, you know, Katrina. I mean, we were being updated constantly, and it's like we've completely forgot about the Hawaii fire. And, of course, those lead to a lot of questions. But as far as this thing goes here, what I am seeing, and again, trying to separate my emotions from it, right? I'm not trying to be like, this was World War III because of X, Y, and Z, because all these things keep changing, but where I'm sitting right now is I don't see a whole lot to de-escalate this unless I'm wrong. Let me give you two two ways to look at this and you can kind of choose which way you want to look at it. A, Joe Biden going over to Israel, which one, I all of that can be done over Zoom these days. Um, I mean, I'm working on some major massive contracts right now and they're all being done over Zoom and it's been blowing my mind for like the last two weeks. I'm like, really? We're not flying in to meet each other to sign this stuff? Like, we're doing this all over Zoom? Like, I still haven't even met some of the lawyers involved in this. I'm, you know, and, and these are all good things. These aren't bad lawyers. These are lawyers to help grow this channel, to grow this network. Um, we've got big things coming down the pipe for this show, and I'm so excited about it. But a lot of it's done over, over Zoom. So I can't imagine that whatever the president needs to say to Netanyahu or whatever kind of force he needs to show, can it not be done over Skype or Zoom? Uh, because there's still rockets being fired into into Israel, into, you know, these guys can touch just about anywhere in Israel with these rockets. So where is he going to be in a bunker this whole time? I'm, I'm obviously right. John, Josh, you still with me? Looks like we've lost Josh in the stream. Um, but that's a cool, that's one of the big questions I have is, uh, where is Biden going to be during this whole thing? And what happens if Biden goes down? Uh, somebody in the, the chat says Biden just said he's giving Gaza 100 million while he's in Israel. <laughs> uh, well, I, the 100 million there is, is for humanitarian aid because right now, um, the way I've the way I've said it, the, the way I've seen it, the way I've read it, could be wrong here. But Biden's got a lot on the line here. One, we've got a whole bunch of troops. Not only are they just troops, but they're Marines. They're ground soldier Marines. Uh, a couple of thousand of them headed over, posturing right outside of, of Israel. So right on the door. So we know what that's about. That's a big show of force. And that's not making Iran very happy. Jordan and Egypt, they just canceled their meeting with Biden while he's there because they think, they seem to think that his intentions aren't peaceful. So from what I've read here is that, that, that um, right now the Middle East, mainly Lebanon, the Hezbollah and the Hamas guys, Iran, Gaza, what they see here is more of an escalation of things and not any way to bring peace. Now, Biden, who is getting crushed in the polls right now, especially since RFK Jr. has has gone independent, Biden's really got a lot of work on his hands right now. So um, I think in one, like, okay, so in one hand, I think that this posturing could be uh, an escalation on purpose, but I don't think that's the case. I don't think Biden is trying to escalate things because I still think that Biden is in bed with Iran in some way, uh, shape or form. So I think that his visit over there might be to stall things. This hundred million going to humanitarian aid in Gaza really kind of showing the world that that uh, that he's trying to bring some peace. So I think we're kind of misle- misreading the 
the aircraft carriers and the destroyers and all the Navy things that are going over there and all these assets. I think we're misreading that. You think I'm wrong on that, Josh? I, I, it's very easy for the right to say that this is all escalations. Um, but I don't know that Biden really wants to escalate this just My yet. Sp- because I thought like the the ongoing wars that we had with Iraq and ongoing stuff that we had with Afghanistan, the longer that they kept going on, my thought, the longer thought was if you had in Afghanistan, we know $80 billion worth of equipment then that we just left. If you have all of that there, we spent 20 years getting all of that over there. So that's a really good deterrent. If you already have $80 billion worth of gear and equipment in a country that you can get over the border within hours, that's a big deterrent. That'll, I mean, it usually slows a lot of other people down. I mean, that's why countries usually put up borders and they have walls and they have things to stop people from coming in as deterrents. So I think putting it over there is a deterrent, but at the same time, you have two carrier strike groups over there now. You could have done this through Zoom, but we didn't. Right. And if, like, he, here's the other thing he visited Israel faster than he visited Maui. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, and with his health declining and all these things, now we've got to worry about what if something happens to Joey while he's there? Because I'm going to tell you right now, like, uh, I'm, I'm not good with any president i don't want to see biden get hurt i don't i don't want to see joey get hurt at all uh, i don't want to see any president get hurt, but i i find this very very strange i don't have the answer i'll tell you right now i don't have the answer but i feel like the risk is not going to be worth the reward because the chance of something bad happening he falls down the stairs of the, the the airplane. He has a heart attack on the airplane. He gets smacked by a Hamas rocket. Hamas rockets shoot over him, and and it creates a sticky situation um, for the troops on the ground. And then you know, there's just it just seems like a lot more bad things can happen. It, what kind of what I I look at it is is if this was a football game and you're up by a few, but you still got two minutes left, and they can drive the field. You know, do you take the do you try to chop kick it and and recover some kind of a fumble or do you kick it out the back of the end zone and just let the, the your defense handle the game or do you kick the ball out of bounds and give it no shot of coming up short and taking the penalty? Um, what I feel like happened is happening right now is they're like, let's just kick it to the guy and see what happens. Let's not kick it out of the back of the end zone. Let's not take a penalty. Let's not chop kick it. Let's just kick it to the guy, which, yeah, if you wait, you know. It's what good can come out of that, you know, um, if it were me, not a lot, I, w- I wouldn't be putting the star quarterback right in the middle of the game. I wouldn't be doing that. I'd be taking him out of the game, maybe having him on a headset and he could talk to the other team from the other side of the team. Like they could do that. We don't need to have him physically in the country. Like, cause the question that I still have is we have the greatest intelligence gathering capabilities known to man right now. So either we knew what was going to happen and we just sat on it or we had no clue. We had a big intelligence failure. So if we had a big intelligence failure there, what else could we have failed on? So let's go put our president in an area where we just had massive intelligence failures where hundreds of people were just killed. I mean, the, the, the dots are getting, I mean, do you want to connect the dots and draw the picture for, for everybody on, on the, I mean, why? Because we were bringing up and asking about who's next. So if something would happen, who's next in line? Well, the uh, next- Kamala Harris, correct? 
Yep. Okay. And then, do you know who is after that? Some lady that I've never heard of, to be honest with you. So it would be the House of Representatives, but because we don't have one. Right, the speaker's gone. But, I mean, yep. how's that vote coming along today, too? we got to cover that here in a few minutes. Yep. And then the president of the pro, pro temporary of the Senate is Patty Murray. Never heard of her before. And I ask you, and you've never heard of her before. But if something happened to Biden and something happened to Kamala Harris, that's who's the president. So, yep. like... It scared me enough that I did some digging and she is bent. She's from, uh, she's a Democrat, of course. Yep. Yep. She's big environmental person, big and uh, big for school stuff. And the only reason that she got there is because the person that was supposed to be in that position declined it because of her health. And then she turned around and died. So mm. Diane Feinstein. But I don't so, want to go too far down that rabbit hole. I personally don't think that Biden is going to get hurt on this yeah. trip. I don't think he will. But I think there's a, a, my point is that there's a good chance that he could get hurt. I don't think he will, but you know, I also don't think I'm going to get in a car wreck later this afternoon. I, I think I can make it, but if I really wanted to play it safe, I'd just stay home. This, I, this doesn't make sense to me at all. Why he would need to go to me with Netanyahu. You've already pledged your support. You've already pledged what side of the fence you're on. What does going over there do anything unless it is simply a stall method? Like as if they know that, okay, well, if Joe Biden is in, is in Israel, we're, and, and I think Bone Cold Flea's Austin said this in the chat. So let me go back to his chat. We'll put it up here. It says, uh, this is Bone Cold Flea's Austin in the live chats here. He says, if Hamas assassinates Biden, Hamas would not just fight the IDF, but also the U.S. military as well. I'm pretty sure they don't want that fight. Well, there you go. And that could be that could be it. If, if Biden goes over there, it might settle some of this down. Maybe that's maybe that's the theory here that, uh, you know, uh, Lebanon is, is not going to be firing rockets over here. Syria is going to kind of calm it the fuck down because nobody really wants that smoke. I'm guessing that's what's up with this. I think it's a bold move. I don't know if it's necessary. And even if you do stall it for a few minutes, what does that buy you? Um, other than maybe it's a last ditch effort to get votes to see if you're some kind of a warrior that you have some kind of control because we haven't seen Biden have control over anything yet. This is the most controlled move I've seen since he's been a president. Like this is the boldest move he's made. The most, I'd say it's the most president move president thing like when yeah. something happens what what you would in the back of your head what you would think or what i would think of like a what's presidential because there's one thing they used to say about trump he's not presidential and he did well he, yeah he there's a lot of things he didn't it was presidential but biden the same thing this is the most presidential thing that he's done the other thing is can you tout this trip now as could you say it's a success because jordan was supposed to have a summit and they canceled the summit because of this alleged hospital attack so well, let's talk about the hospital attack. Going back to the hospital attack, immediately, um, immediately we learned that this was a hospital attack. Five hundred kids were dead, and this was all put out by Palestinian news. So even though the IDF was like, "Ah, oh, we don't think it's us," nobody wanted to believe the IDF or the Israeli news. Is that all in design? Is that part of the plan? Why did our mainstream media decide to go with the reports as if they were fact? from Palestinians before they attempted to do any kind of vetting of this information. Like, 
at some point, at some point, we just got to quit on mainstream media altogether. I know we're not, I know I say that all the time, but like we don't, we still, we still listen to it, but I'm, I'm still looking at all the tweets. I'm still just like smacking myself in the face. Even people that I like, you know, that I follow are tweeting and I'm like, gosh, dude, like you don't really know just because you're an influencer and you have 10 million followers. It doesn't mean you know what's going on right now. So why are you saying anything? So like, I'm not idea. even going to say that they blew up a parking lot yet because I don't even know if that's real. So here's an idea that, and we, you know, we know that the government works with media and propaganda and all that. So we, we, you know, all that stuff. But if you step that aside and you just look at media as a business, you know that they're down. Advertisement money is down. Viewership is down. Money is down. What do they have to get? They have to get clicks. You know, it'll get clicks. Hospital bombed. Thousand yeah. children burned. Like that'll get people to click. And it. But did see, I don't think night. that's working out for them because I think that's why more people are plugging in. Yep, are plugging into podcasts. You know the reason why we're banking over a hundred thousand downloads a month on these on these shows, yep, uh, is because there are people that are are seeking. They they they're going to more podcasts or going to more YouTube channels to get away from mainstream media. And listen, this is a hell of a time to be a journalist, um, because I feel like the only real journalism is the guy that's doing exactly what Josh, I have a whole new respect for journalism, by the way, because you know, Josh, what time did we get in the studio this morning? And all we did was, was try to find the truth about the, the Gaza hospital. And we learned so much that isn't being put out to the people and the things that we're learning, I think are more pertinent questions to be asking. Cause here's the point of mainstream media. They don't know what happened to that building and investigation hasn't been done yet. So everything that they do is an emotional based kind of knee-jerk reaction type of reporting that's not real. It doesn't leave you asking questions, seeking out information. This show, I hope, encourages you to sit in your cop car, take a second, take a second, and to do your own research, and then you might learn what happens if Biden gets hurt while he's over there. You might learn all of these other things. It forces us to, to go so much further and so much deeper. And as you're doing this, as you're starting to learn these things on your own from these independent journalists who don't really have an agenda, we're not looking for clickbaits. I think it's been very, I, I think we have been, our track record here at the Failure Stop Podcast channel, if anything, has proved that we're not looking for clickbait. Like we are so far beyond. Matter of fact, when we had these auditors, I think we paid like, six hundred seven hundred dollars in audits over the summer to audit our channel and to to help make this thing better as you can see new lights and cameras that are going out for everywhere and we got an even bigger studio stuff coming in today big monitors all these things to make us better and better at our jobs um and, and i can't wait because this show is going to benefit so much from the new stuff that's coming in today it's going to be great uh but going back to what i was my, my main point here is that uh we don't have an agenda. We're not looking for the clickbaits. And I think when you start understanding that, then you will realize very quickly that you're not the idiot anymore. And that the people around you that you thought were really smart are just saying things that, that are just regurgitating what mainstream media is saying. And now they're having to walk that back even more, more now than it's ever been done in the history. Like I, Fox news is walking stuff back. CNN's walking stuff back. And then we're walking back things two times in a row i was wrong about the um was the last thing i was wrong about the, the the dead babies that weren't actually dead babies like why i asked like what what's in it for biden to lie about these things why is he lying well maybe now he's not even lying but media still walked it back because media didn't know if it was confirmed or not but they said it was confirmed and then they're starting to put out reports that are overwhelmingly not confirmed you know 
again, we don't know. We don't know if Biden lied, and we don't know if he told the truth. But the mainstream media sold it, half of the mainstream media sold it as he was 100% factual in what he said, and that there were dead babies everywhere. And then on the other side of the of the coin, they were saying he's, a, he's an absolute liar. When nobody really came out and said, this is what's being reported, but we don't really know because there's conflicting reports. <clears throat> so we're going to continue to investigate it and we'll let you know. And then we don't have these tweet wars and these culture wars going on on uh, on the social media webs. Because that's usually how the investigation works. You get your preliminary facts of, hey, something happened. You got enough information that something out of the ordinary, some crime or something needs to be investigated. So you start gaining information. Like I have enough information to discern that I need to go further. At that point, that's all you do. Hey, something's gone down. We don't know exactly what happened. This is the time frame where this allegedly happened. We're investigating. Well, as soon as we get some more information, we'll release it. Because as soon as you start releasing bad information, what like the problem, bigger problem is, is uh, me personally, I have absolute zero faith in anything the media puts out at all. I take every bit of it with a grain of salt and I right away, I want to ask, What's the narrative and where's the money? What were they trying to push or who's paying for this? Because time and time and time and time and time again, over and over and over, more and more and more. And it's that time frame of being able to debunk things is getting quicker. Like Eric said, just give it, give it, give it 48 hours. You we're getting close to where we can be within 24 hours or 12, working where we can start to debunk stuff instantly. And with AI and things like that. I think we, I can look and try to see if I can have an expert to come on and explain all that, how there's like, yes, there's a lot of that stuff that you can make it look really, really, really real. But if you know what you're looking for, or you know, what's not there, there like a lot of the AI things that's hard to fake is, is lighting. If I have a light source here and I have a light source here, you see where those two light sources are enough. If I'm moving around, if I'm moving an object, if I move my hand or my cup, it's going to react with the light in a certain way because it's physically there. Now, if it's an AI generated room, what happens with AI and what the problem with computing and all that stuff, when you start, have to start multiplying all these light sources, it's all these big mathematical equations of where the light's hitting and how it's absorbed and it's a reflecting light every they can't do all that. So they have to take and just do what they can with it. And when they do, you start looking for things that aren't there and you can start to debunk some of this AI stuff very, very, very quickly. But some of it is good, but you, if you know what you're looking for, but I'm not like that kind of an expert. I just know enough to know to start to, this, this maybe scratches a little bit more. It's not sniffing. It's not, it's not passing the sniff test. And with media with like last night, why, a hospital got bombed or a hospital or an explosion happened outside a hospital that happened. Why do we need to over sensationalize things or add things to it or try to, because over there they're trying to gain support for an ongoing battle an ongoing war that they're going through. So they're going to over sensationalize. They're going to try to add things to there. They're going to try to pull your emotional strings because they want your young men. They want your military aged men. They want them to go fight for you because that's what's going to happen. They're going to need people to go fight for this stuff because 
the military just doesn't magically appear. People have to join the military or you get volunteered to go to the military through the draft. There's like all of this stuff comes with consequences and the media pulling their little strings and stuff. I just, it's hard. It's really, really hard. It's hard to look at this. It's hard to, 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 to just, because there are families, there are people that are, they're, their loss, but let's, let's let the loss grieve the loss. Let's not create fictitious things that aren't there or try to add things to the story that aren't there. They like, like when an explosion happens and people get maimed and that's bad enough. You don't need to over sensationalize, but media is just doing what they do. Yeah. Well, we can't get enough, right? It's not, it's not sensational enough. Just like you said, the dead babies are not, they're not, (laughs) it's not good enough. That isn't good enough. We need more. We need more dead babies. Um, and by the way, I'm I, I am happy that uh, finally the world is kind of on the side of babies. Uh, I feel like we've all been anti-baby for a while. Um, a lot of anti-baby stuff going on. It feels good to have everybody 100% in on saving the babies. Uh, never, I didn't see that one coming in 2023 on the bingo sheet. All of a sudden that Americans in general... We're on the side of babies for once because we've we've always been on the opposite side of the babies and you can't even have an argument there. Can't bring abortion up at all. Can't talk about it. Um, Hardline fence there. And uh, even if you say like, why, you know, and then when it comes to abortion, I I empathize and I sympathize with the baby. I I feel bad for the baby. That's a life that uh, is taken away. They don't get an opportunity uh, to live out their life. And then you're like, "Ah, you know, so I mean, listen, it just feels good. Just feels good to to hear to hear people loving babies. I'm a big guy, a fan of babies. I have five of them myself, so I'm a big fan of kids. So I, I'm always into protecting kids as much as we can. I understand there has to be laws and, and there's you know there's different circumstances, but in general, I want to protect as many babies, born or unborn, as possible. It's always been you know near and dear to to my heart. Um, what if China decides now's the time to take Taiwan? I've I've heard this this uh kind of been fumbling around i don't know that i don't know that the world really wants a world war three as much as we'd like to think yeah it's imminent we're knocking on the door of it i'll go with that you know what i mean i can see that i feel i feel like the war drums are beating but i generally don't think that uh, that we want that and i say we not americans but like as a human as human beings i don't think we want World War Three. I think we know what what happens with World War Three in a real World War Three scenario. So I think everybody is kind of doing what they know best to try to de-escalate that. I don't see China trying to take Taiwan. What are your thoughts on that? Saying you live, uh, you you you're very close to China, and you got Chinese in in your home right now. The, the Putin was just over there visiting with Xi Jinping uh, within the last couple of days, I believe. So if you don't think that they're talking, I guarantee that they're they're at least if they're not talking to at least just, hey, just in case this shit kicks off that we can trade amongst ourselves and we have this country over here that we're going to get resources from. If you don't think that they're talking like that, I, I, we're stupid. So I, you think that it is imminent that China tries to take Taiwan? I don't know that they would, but if an opportunity would present itself. Now what this would seem well, I mean, like, I feel like this is a hell of an opportunity and them not doing it 
is kind of proving to me that maybe they, they don't want, like as Bone Cold Fleece Austin said, they don't want that smoke. I mean, I, because I think everybody knows the consequences of World War Three. Because even though we have Joe Biden at the leadership, the leadership, like what's behind, like we still have the capability to, to destroy this planet several times over. And that is a, th- and that's just the weapon systems that we're aware of. We haven't had a major war or major conflict that we've been like Iraq and Afghanistan. Yes, but it's not like a World War Three war. It's not like World War Two where they're the entire, literally the entire world is at war. We haven't had that for a long time, so we don't know what other weapon systems we have. So I don't think, like we know that we. The snap of the fingers, millions and millions of people are gone. But we know that, that we have the capabilities yeah. of doing that. And I don't think anybody wants to do that. So the I would add the the the, 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 the opportunity is there, but the they don't have the that that kick to the the really just get that ball rolling. Like, yeah, all they need I mean, like I feel like at this point we're so stretched then with Ukraine and um, over in Israel and let's, let's not forget that Iraq is still sitting over there. Like, you know, it's stuck in between Syria and Afghanistan and, you know, e- Egypt's right there and Jordan's right there. And, and we've already seen Jordanian rockets or, or rockets falling into Jordanian territory as well as Lebanese territory. And that's not sitting well with Iran. There's a lot over there. It's a tender box that's smoldering for sure. I don't know that we could even. I, I think our brains would fry if you added in a, a Thailand type type scenario, and it wouldn't be good for the Middle East because then you know the United States would be forced to go all in or nothing on something. I think and it maybe, would be one, like like what you're saying. I think it there. I think there would need to be a something that started the re, like the catalyst to kick that off, but then that would be the the because the world would have to do something. Yeah. Like you can't I don't just, think they want, they don't want what the world has to bring. Cause I think they know that that's the end of everything. Like all the talks are going to be off the table. There's not going to be any more talks. It is going to be war. And you know, China's not going to benefit probably in the long run from it at all. Um, you're, we're talking like you said, millions of people dead at this point. So I, that's where I kind of think that like, I don't think World War Three is all that imminent as we think. I think there is a war. Not calling it a war right now is crazy. I think there is a war going on in in the Middle East and that we're absolutely wrapped up and involved in it. And there's a war going on in Ukraine and Russia. I don't know if that's exactly World War, but I don't know if it's World War Three as we see it. And the other thing with with our, our new technology that every war or every every leap in our technology or every leap in mankind there's usually wars the catalyst that kicks that off so the, all the technology that we have now too like we were the ability for uh hamas just to get like we've we've seen how simple and how effective something is simple as a drone with an explosive device on it that's the new v-beds Back in the day, they used to stuff them into camels. Now they'll put them on a drone and just fly right to your front door. Like, the, I think the technology is that'll change things a lot differently. Yeah. But at the same time, I think that a lot of, no matter what, 
if it gets to that point, a lot of innocent people that don't want to do anything to do with this are going to lose their lives. Yep. Uh, let me go to the chats. Take a quick break before we uh, jump into the Speaker of the House situation going on. Mer 530 in the chat says, funny how two major intelligence failures now have led to two wars, 9-11 and now this. I'd argue that a huge intelligence failure led to armed involvement in World War II with uh, the attack on Pearl Harbor. You know what I'm saying? So maybe maybe you could say funny how three major intelligence failures have now lead to wars, which um, th- there is also a great book that has some perspective on a different perspective on this, but it's called um, uh, Blunders of the Civil War. Uh, or Civil War Blunders, one of the two. I can't remember the title. Blunders of the Civil War or Civil War Blunders. Uh, it, it, it's a great book, but it's a great perspective on how, you know, scouts back in the day were, you know, given money and, and were promoted based on what they scouted. And, and they figured out really quickly that these scouts, if they scouted out something really big and really bodacious, then they got a lot of accolades for it. And so, you know, sometimes they would inflate those numbers from 20 to 200. And um, in one chapter, they they go through these different scout letters and show you the totality and how it completely changed uh, the course of the Civil War because, you know, either citing general didn't want to make action based on these extremely false claims by these scouts. Um, you know, so it's things as little as that, that, I, that, that there are it, it, intelligence failures have directed the course of war and combat since the beginning of time. I don't think that's any different. I get what you're saying coming from like a conspiratorial kind of thing. It, it would be, uh, it would be convenient, you know what I mean? To, to blame, to blame these wars on that. Um, this one though, you know, from what Tim Kennedy said on, on the, on the news five or six days ago, resonated with, with me is that he said that, um, you know, these guys were training in secret, these guys, not so much in secret, they were training as if they've always trained, but they were not privy to any, any kind of operation. And it wasn't until like, almost like a, you know, like a, a storm where they were like a blitzkrieg, if you will, where it's like they're in their barracks and then they're just told, get up, we're invading Israel tonight. And they're like, Wah! you know what I mean? Um, and so when you kind of hear him break it down, it does seem plausible how that could sneak through. Although when it first happened, I was with you, Mer 530. I was like, this is crazy. You're telling me that we didn't have any information. I'm 50-50 on it now. 50-50 we could have known. 50-50 we don't want to know. Now that I see more of the totality of this, I don't know that we really want to start shit with Israel. Um, I think if anything that's going to be benefited from this is Biden might go up in the polls a little bit. Um, and then, you know, a war with Iran might help him in the polls a lot. So I don't know if that's what he wants or what they want. So I'm, I'm really, I'm just kind of 50, 50. I guess you would just say, I don't know. Bone cold freeze Austin again says if Hamas assassinated, no, that was an old one. Sorry. I need to scroll down. Um, well, what it's done, as we were talking earlier, is it's taken all of the money that Biden was being investigated for out of the news. That's that's gone. It's never gone. We're not talking about that anymore. We're not talking about the economy anymore. We're not talking about the southern. Well, they're kind of talking about the southern border just because of the fact that we have so many people that are on the watch list that we know that just are in the United States and we have no clue where they're at. So, like, there's a lot of things that this is given the news something to talk about that they have a reason not to talk about all the things that they normally don't want to talk about, or they just avoid bringing up at all. 
they don't cover, they're not covering the Biden administration going after January 6th sentencing to try to get the sentencings extended to get harsher punishments because they believe that they need harsher punishments further than what the judge had already sentenced them. That's not in the news. Like, so there is a lot of benefit for him for this to go on. I mean, it's, yeah. Uh, JV says World War Three looks different than anyone could imagine due to technology and assassinations are happening digitally. Won't argue with that. Won't argue with that at all. Um, I, I do think that character assassinations has been a, has, has played a big factor in the last ten years. We've seen it all over the place. We've seen it recently in a lot of things. Uh, um, this weekend in two weeks. Uh, no, in one week. Uh, one week one from week. today, we will all be in Jacksonville, Florida. We're going to be meeting up at the uh, FOP near University of North Florida. We will be having a special meetup with Ken Shamrock. Shamrock. Ken Shamrock, the UFC champion. Can you smell what the Shamrock is cooking? Uh, that will be on Thursday night, Thursday evening at the FOP in Jacksonville. During the day, though, on Thursday and Friday will be a long weekend long meetup up until the fight at the Island Girl Cigar Bar in Ponte Vedra Beach. We'll be doing live podcasts with Getting a Grip on Things, with uh, Anti-Hero Podcast, with Conservative Ants and the Night Shift Top Secret Information. Josh, Deadleg Media will be there. Drew Breezy will be there. Uh, first Responder Cigar Company guys will be there and set up. So... A lot of things going on Thursday and Friday in Jacksonville, Florida. Duval, as they say. If you are a first responder in Jacksonville, Florida, please tune into our Facebook. Please tune into our Instagram. Please tune into the show because we will give you exact times, places, and addresses here very shortly. We're really happy to be partnering with these guys and get your tickets to the fight now. Go ahead and get uh, get signed up for that fight. And um, hopefully we'll all see you guys there at the Valley Bridge. We'll probably all leave together, even though we'll be sitting in different places. We'll all probably leave in the same train together um, from Alien Girl Cigar Bar on Friday evening. But if you've been to any of our meetups, we usually have one place that we just kind of sit and chill for the entire day and um, doing live shows, doing live content. You guys can watch us make videos, join us for lunch, uh, all sorts of things there. So that'll be at Island Girl Cigar Bar all day on Friday. And then in November, in Albemarle, North Carolina with Drew Breezy and Vinny Montez on Veterans Day. And then on the 12th, um, we will be in Raleigh at Uncle Jesse's Saloon and myself Drew Breezy and uh, J.D. White will be opening up for Vinny Montez at uh, Uncle Jesse's Saloon in Raleigh, North Carolina. So if you're in the North Carolina area and you want to come see an awesome Veterans Day comedy show, be there or be square for that. Um, we need as much help as we can going into the election cycle. We're not having the best of luck with YouTube. Maybe that's going to change. Uh, we got a lot of new equipment coming in, making a lot more changes and taking this new stuff a little bit more serious since that's what you guys seem to like a lot is this Wednesday news and our Friday breakdowns are still the most popular shows on this channel. However, Com Center is right, is right there in the mix as well. And in any given week, so is Uncuffed and True Crime Tuesday. Although this equipment's going to make everything better across the board, uh, what we want from you guys is um, 
to leave us a five-star rating and review. These shows are all free. Also, we appreciate all the super chats. That goes to paying for all of this. Also, the paid YouTube members and paid Patreon members is what allows us to get this new equipment to make this show more and more and more entertaining. So literally, this show belongs to people like Tactical Dude, Mer 530, Last Known President, Jonathan at Com Center, um, you know, this show is for you guys, Bones, Cold Fleece, Austin, Chris Dreyer, all these guys who have been here from the beginning. Um, Will Cray, of course, Will Cray. But, you know, the, Teresa Kay, uh, sorry, these guys are commenting as we go. And JV, you know, th this show, anytime that you guys do the Super Chats, anytime, Armory Night, thank you for tuning in, uh, that you guys sign up for the Patreon account, which has tons of extra content. You have Josh Deadleg and One More and I'm Out of Here podcast. They do a firefighter a down the pole episode every week. We've got Jonathan Bates that does corrections officer stuff. Um, and eventually on Patreon, I will be doing a free reading of my book that was coming out very soon. Pig Latin, a seriously funny, true story. If you want to be a part of that, join the Patreon. Also, we have a rumble. I know we're not supposed to say, I'm supposed to say bumble with an R fuck. Um, and that's all to kind of help us out with this whole YouTube thing. Uh, our YouTube stuff, we, we put a lot of effort into YouTube and we're still getting, you know, maybe 10,000, maybe 10,000 in a month watches across the board, which is very weak for as much content as we put out on YouTube, whereas we can get over 100,000 on audio. So audio is still our baby, but, um, oh, Mer530 just sent us another $10. He says, I'm dirty, poor. I'm dirt poor because I live in California, but I'm happy to throw some extra cash. So we appreciate you. Mer, you already are a paid subscriber. So we appreciate your, your generosity there. Thank you so much. Um, and so, uh, you know, what helps us uh, continue to make this show even bigger and even better and get things going on like this free meetup with Ken Shamrock for you guys, um, is all, you know, we use all that money. We're not buying cool cars. We're not buying, you know, uh, we're not shopping at Whole Foods with this money. What we're doing is pouring it all back into this channel, making it the number one channel for first responders. And here's an exciting bit of news for you guys, the Wolfpack, as we call you. We're trending, I, I think this week it was like number 17. Last week we were number 18, so we're still moving up just slowly. Most trending podcast uh, on Chartable. So Chartable is actually the the big rating and uh, of all the podcasts together. Chartable is like the the main one. So that's a big deal for us. Uh, we'd love to drop into the top 10 most trending and we'd like to see that jump up onto the, uh, the iTunes charts. And, um, and, and so all that to say, please leave us a rating and review. It, it takes three seconds out of your day and it helps keeps, uh, first responders informed and entertained for free. We can't do this without those ratings and reviews on Spotify or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. We really can't. It's that simple. We need it. We need the subscribers on the YouTubes, but definitely, uh, we definitely need those ratings and reviews across the board on all of our shows. Anti-Hero Podcast needs a rating and review. If you're already over there, throw one to Night Shift TSI. Throw one over there to Getting a Grip on Things. Help us help you. Also, yes, hitting the like button helps us out greatly. All right, last story of the day. Um, and a pretty big one, Diesel Tech Bosco jumping into the live chats is, says, ah, woo, Wolfpack, what's going on, Diesel Tech? We appreciate you guys. Share this on Facebook for us right now. And there's also some heart emojis on the YouTube. Like you can go to that little emoji screen. That's free. 
and you can just hit those emojis that fly up. That actually helps us in the algorithm too. So if you don't see any heartsies or smiley faces or party things flying up, just hit those. I know it's cheesy. I know that no real, you know, self-respecting, you know, barrel-chested freedom fighter street cop wants to do that. Maybe maybe the uh, firefighters like to do those kind of things. But listen, hey, we got to do what we got to do to keep the bus rolling, don't we? You know? All right, here we go. Live updates. Uh, ooh, man, I'm going to hit refresh really quick on this because... This is all changing rapidly. The last update is as of 12.53. Wow, one minute. Oh, a live update within one minute. Good for you. Uh, let's see what we got going on. Right now, what's going on? This is from CNN Politics. The House second round of voting to elect a speaker is underway. Republican uh, Representative Jim Jordan doesn't appear to have the votes to win the gavel. And this will be the second time he has failed to secure enough votes after losing the first round on Tuesday. Wow, that would be interesting if he does lose again today. I thought he was going to get it today. Um, do you know what that means going forward, Josh? I think we just don't have a Speaker of the House again, and they go into recess, and then they uh, will have to vote again. Yeah, Uh so basically, what the House, which has been without a speaker for the two weeks after Kevin McCarthy's historic outing, uh, remains effectively frozen. It's a dire situation that comes as Congress faces a government funding deadline in mid-November and as crisis unfolds abroad Ukraine and with Israel's war against Hamas. If Jordan fails again, uh, Dave Joyce, an Ohio Republican, is leading the charge on a possible privileged resolution to empower interim speaker Patrick McHenry and expand his powers if Jordan fails to secure the speakership today. This is all crazy because this has never happened. Am I right by saying that? I don't think I think there's been a couple of times before where we've they've been a vacancy for a period of time, but nothing to this extent, I don't believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um I thought this would be done right now. Um right now the the, the second round of the voting has uh, representative, a Democratic rep, representative Jeffries, he's sitting at 211, and Jordan's at 199 right now. Um, Scalise has seven votes, McCarthy has five votes, and uh, there's 10 that are just kind of out there. So 199 to 211 is what we're looking at right now. I think we will probably have this will be wrapped up here shortly, right? It's got to be done by the end of today, so we'll know. What's going to happen? Uh, maybe next week we can cover what all this means for you and for me. But I, going into the weekend, all you need, to, I mean, really, if you want to just keep up with this, if this is what interests you, uh, there isn't any resolution right this second. So, you know, maybe if you're listening to this tomorrow or Friday, there will be one and the deadline's changed. I don't know who's talking about that kind of stuff over the weekend. It bores the shit out of me, I, mainly just because I don't understand it enough. So maybe I need to bring somebody on our Patreon to explain. I've got a guy from SEAL Team 4 that has been real heavy into politics lately. He's been dying to come on and try podcasting. He just doesn't want to do it on the big shows because he doesn't want to make a fool of himself. So he wants to do a practice Patreon episode with me. So let's see if we can get um, get the Patreon going. Do you have anything on that that, that you want to add to, to the Speaker of the House thing? And, and then listen, if we have a government freeze again in mid-November, I mean, they were already threatening a, a governing freeze last week. Didn't happen. Thank God. I've lived through this before. It sucks not getting a paycheck, tax returns, whole nine yards. Does that affect the VA money? 
It doesn't to an extent. You'll still get your disability and then the VA will still be funded to a point. Like services won't stop for a while, but eventually they'll run out of funding. I yeah. believe, but I believe they're funded for a certain, like I believe because they're, that comes from a different pot. So I guess that that's prepaid for in advance from what I understand. It's the way that that was explained and like so some social security benefits like a lot of like the government benefits things, they're set aside from a different pot. But if let's say uh, we wanted to vote to see about going to war, we don't have a speaker to vote. Right. Mm, so, is that part of the plan <laughs> for all you conspiracy theorists out there? Is that part of the plan? Well, part, well, the one of the well, what I was reading um, quickly over the last twenty four hours on this one because I haven't been up with it was uh, the that they were one of the, the back and forth issues was continuous funding for Ukraine, that they wanted either the checks and balances. They wanted to be able to say, Hey, where is this money going? Show us what you're spending it on, or let's stop this flow until we could figure out what we're spending it on. Cause if not, we're just literally throwing billions of dollars. There was uh, we did the math. It was like $122 million a day every day since Biden has been in office on average. If you take out the amount of money that they've got sent and then average it out per day, it was over $100 million a day. You know who could benefit it? $100 million a day? Uh, Americans, homeless veterans, anybody in Hawaii, the people who went on the border, Palestine, Ohio. I mean, I don't know that he's ever, I don't think he's ever even visited the train wreck over there. Literal, literal train wreck. <laughs> Davy in the chat says, "Put Congress on minimum wage and watch how fast things change." Dude, like term limits and making it more of like a um, like a priesty, like a preacher style style thing, where it's like you can't have, you know, you can't stocks. get rich off of your seat. You are not think, able to trade in stocks. Your family can't trade stocks. You can't have any. If you, yeah, you have know, anything like, to do, like the, hmm. the the fact that we let let's say I'm a senator. I can take money invested into Tansy Inc. and then tomorrow go put legislature that the government is going to spend money with Tansy Inc. So my investment with Tansy Inc. yesterday just doubled. Like it's insider, you it's literally insider trading, but it's completely legal. That should go away. Term limits should go. That should be something I'm very, very much a fan of. Term. Yeah. Limits. Is there any Americans that would vote against term limits? Uh, people that are in Congress and senators. <laughs> um, I, I, that's the people that would vote against it. The people that are there. Cause no. you got to think the people that are there are the ones that were proposed the stuff that get them back out. They're not, I'm not going to technically it's illegal for them to do, uh, but they passed that law that Congress handles investigation and prosecution. Da, 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 da. Armory Knight says all bills moving forward. Can't have earmarks would be great. Um, you know, I, it was really funny that you bring this up here towards the end of this episode. We're just chilling now in the chats here. Uh, for those of you who are just listening, we like to, to take a little bit of time. We're, we want to do this a little bit more too with our chats on YouTube. Um, again, I, you know, we put effort into the YouTubes because listen, anytime that somebody wants to pay to subscribe to something, I take that very seriously. And I think that's really cool. And so uh, this is the best way for me to give back on that is is hanging out in these chats at the at the end of these episodes. I want to do more of this, but um, 
I we our Freemason episode that we did on Night Shift TSI, the the thirty two degree Freemason in there. <clears throat> I mean, he said a lot of things that you know I, I probably don't believe. Listen, I just don't know enough to believe it or not believe it. We talked about a lot of crazy stuff, exorcisms and all sorts of things. But one thing he did say that I have been thinking about a lot was that um, he thinks that there should be more Freemasons and it's at a table. And, and now that I've learned a little bit more about Freemasonry through this guy is that the reason being is because when the Freemasons were on both sides of the aisle, when they go to the lodge, they're forced to be friends and forced to leave their politics aside and forced to have discussions on what would make the world a better place. Um, and, and look at it from non-political points of view and they're forced to do like all sorts of things. And now that you don't have as many Freemasons in there, they don't abide by that rule. So there's never a friendship ever. So it's just constant clash with no like, no like lodge loyalty of that. You know, it's, it's like in rugby where you go and you battle, but what makes rugby different from every sport every sport on the planet is that it doesn't matter what level of rugby you're at, whether it be pro club or just hanging out on the weekends, there must be a social hosted by the home team at the end of the match. And everybody must go to the social and it's usually in the locker rooms and it's both teams and they share and they break bread together. And that makes it the most friendly and the most violent sport. You can see all out battles on the field and then the same two dudes hugging in the locker room um, over, uh, you know, over some, some ganoush or some ganache or whatever, whatever they eat in all these weird rugby countries, but uh, some shepherd's pie, if you will. Um, the postmaster socials are the best. Debbie, Davey can attest on that. Um, Crispy Donut Community says, as a Mason, listening to him was interesting. Like, dude, listen, Crispy, if you'll follow, or not even, you don't even have to follow us, but if you'll go to Night Shift TSI on Instagram, send me a DM. I'm really into learning more about this stuff. I'd really like to know what your real thoughts were on that guy. Um, and again, I'll just keep it private between you and I DMs. It's just uh, that show, there's so many people that have so many different beliefs on flat earth and all these things. I love to go through and read them. It's actually one of the more entertaining things I get to read. Also, if anybody wants to DM us on Last Call 12 um, about news stuff, if you guys want to debate this news stuff, we don't get a lot of DMs on Last Call 12. Uh, we get The DMs we get on Last Call 12 are memes and shit like that. But what I really want from that is some discourse. Is it discourse? Discord? Discourse. Discourse. I'd really like to, to see what your thoughts are, whether you agree with me, don't agree with me. Um, and I'd like to have those conversations. That's what social media is. We would like to make social media social again. Also, I don't know how this is going to work. Here's what I think is going to happen because we have a foobar of a failure to stop in uh, Facebook. It has like 13.3 thousand followers on it, but we have been completely locked out. Nobody Drinking Bros doesn't have access to it. Mike the Cop doesn't have access to it. I sure as fuck don't have access to it. All we can think is that maybe one of the passing uh, producers that's come and gone, whether it been from Drinking Bros Sports or Drinking Bros or or, or uh, yeah, my, one of our producers that we had come and going through, um, set that up for us, and we just don't remember who it is, and we can't. You know, I've I've texted a lot of people, so what I want to do is start a new fair to stop fan group page. I want to be a part of it. And I want it to be ran by you guys. And so if anybody wants to do this and is really serious about that, hit us up in the DMs on last on, I mean, on failure to stop or last call. One of the DMs, somebody, I mean, I'm in all of them. So I, I see it eventually. And what we'll do is work on giving you um, logos and access and create more of a first responder, social friendly 
group um to to meet up and and do things or you know uh, i know somebody had mentioned about sharing some kind of um a GoFundMe for an officer. I don't get involved with GoFundMe's um, from this platform, but if we had a shared Facebook group, you know, we could do those kinds of things uh, and build this community. So if we can do this, I'll bury the old failure to stop and let the new failure to stop be totally fan run and I'll be in it a bunch. So if that's something that, that spikes your interest, hit us up in the DMs. Yeah, we'll create essentially another Discord, dude, because Discord is, um, that's tough because I, I'm managing Instagram. I'm managing like four shows. I'm un- uncuffed. The only show I don't manage on 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 Instagram is Com Center. Those boys do it themselves. And now True Crime J-Rama, but that's been recently. And we do have Discord and we do have Reddit. Um, we do have Reddit? I don't know that we have a Reddit. I've never we, seen that Reddit. We've got a Discord, and then I do have a, fair, a last call, fair stop, last call Facebook group, but it's unlisted. So I can make it public and then share it. I get the link for that, and I could share it out. I just have to update some graphics on it. Yeah, I mean, I just want to be as social with you guys as I can. I I like to be social in the the, the Discord, but my Discord, like I've got, I'm in like four or five different Discords. Most of them are business-related discords, and I loathe going on there because I'm always in trouble. Like, somebody's always mad at me. Like, Tansy, you didn't email me this, or Tansy, you didn't email me that. And I'm like, oh, motherfuckers. Um, I need to get back over to the Wolfpack Discord, though. I really do need to do that uh, and just make that my priority. Because um, Tactical Dude says the Discord is... Tactical Dude, do you even know, can anybody get into that Discord anymore? I thought that was like a paid thing, and it was like capped at 100 it was well. There's one more than a hundred. There's a couple hundred people in there. Are there? Is it really? How did they all get in? There oh, are from paid memberships. From paid memberships. Uh, oh. Paid memberships, and then I was able to link through Patreon. So if you're a Patreon member, you can join through that. There's, oh, I didn't know just, that. Yeah, there's also just... our 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 website sucks. We need to do some work on the website. Um, if you're a website builder out there, contact us. We'd like to hire from within. I'm not asking anybody to do it for free, but um. Last question of the day, and then I'm getting out of here. Uh, Damn Tansy, where is the book? Okay, um, I owe it to you. Um, the book right now <clears throat> is being. I have to be very careful because the lawyers have not signed everything yet. So I've been trying not to bring up the book. Right now, it is. I'll tell you this. Let me see. Let me let me play it out in my head how this is going to sound. I don't want to get in trouble. I have an agent. Um. My agent is the same agent that Tim Kennedy had for his book. And that's a huge blessing. Um, that is insane. That That's incredible to me that that's even the thing. And right now there are negotiations with two major publishing houses. I think, allegedly. I have to be careful. I don't know what's going on. The agent is taking care of something right now. I was told we were going to know everything two weeks ago. And then bigger, better news happened and we had to put it on the back burner. And now we're waiting another two weeks for another response from another person, from another place. So um, tentatively what we've been told, uh, and by the way, I'm working officially on the book with Nick Palmashano. Nick Palmashano is like my co-author, co-signer. I wrote the book. The book is done. Um, and then Nick Palmashano, who is a New York Times bestseller, 
author is going back through the book because they really, really, you know, everything goes that this book's got to be a New York Times bestseller. Um, there's a lot of people putting a ton of energy into this book. So with that being said, Nick is, it, and this was Nick Palmashano on him. This wasn't me going for him. He was like, I'm going to make this a New York Times bestseller with you. I'm going to be your co-author and we're going to make this thing happen. We're going to work together. So um, I'm in charge of certain things on the book. And he's working on other parts of the book or other aspects of the book. And now we have an agent as of two weeks ago. And so things are moving in a direction that I can't really disclose right now. Um, and I probably said too much. Like I was basically told two weeks ago, like, let's just keep our mouths shut until we have this signed because this is a significant contract and we don't want to, we don't want to screw this up. So I have a meeting at four o'clock today. I had a meeting last Thursday and I had one last Wednesday and I had one last Tuesday all about the book. The book has taken up a whole lot of my time um, in between managing these shows and um, also managing the distillery. So thank you guys for your patience. Uh, from what I gather, what we were told about a month ago was all the contract stuff is on schedule to be signed for a July 1st, 2024 release of the book. Um, but that could always change. We're just going to have to play this out. So give me another week or two. Listen, I could find out something this afternoon. I really could. Um, I could find out something tomorrow. Uh, I, I just don't know. So we're just we're just still waiting. And it's it's like Christmas for me. It's like Christmas Eve every day. I wake up and I'm like, is there any presents under the tree? Is it Christmas today? I don't know. Like I'm, I'm dealing with those same emotions. So, uh, but... What I am going to do for the Paid Wolf Pack, just for the Paid Wolf Pack, and I probably won't advertise this going too much further from here. I, I might, a couple more times I'll advertise this. Um, but I only want it for the core followers because obviously my goal in life is to make money from this book. I've done a lot of hard work. I am going to attempt to read it for free. It won't be the audio edition either. But I think I'm going to start trying to read chapters for you guys for free on the Patreon and its own little Patreon segment called Pig Latin, a seriously funny true story, um, if I'm legally allowed to do so. So that's kind of something I'm working on. Tactical Dude says we should do the Patreon VIP episodes for people like me, Bosco, Will Cray, and others. Yeah, how do we do that? How can we do that? We should do the Patreon VIP episodes. Yeah, because Tactical Dude's not in Patreon, I guess is what he's saying. Um, and I've lost Josh again. Tactical nope. Dude, we'll work on that. My brain oh, was trying to back. Yeah, no, oh. my brain was trying to catch up, trying to think of way or think of a different way. There's ways that we can do it. We can put it on Patreon and it'll go out for the Patreon paid members because Patreon keeps updating. Um, oh Murph 530 says Tim Pool. Paid audience has started doing episodes on their website. So what do they, you have to pay to be on their website? Yeah. Tim pool has a paid website and they How have, do do that? that is, uh, the, the website, we can have it set up on the website and we can stream straight to pay. Like we can stream straight to Patreon or we could stream straight to wherever we wanted to behind a, the, a proverbial paywall, be it a website or be it Patreon either or. We have the ability to do that now. Yeah. Uh, Armory says, uh, just to let you guys know that the options are it's $2.99 a month. We're talking $3 a month. That's fucking less than a cup of coffee. Yeah. So 
um, a month, less than a cup of coffee a month. It gives you tons of free uh, content, and it really helps us grow the show. So um, for literally $3 a month, uh, you're, you're going to get your money back with more entertainment. I promise you that. I mean, we like listen, from what we've already done, bring, bringing in conservative ant for Night Shift TSI, like we never would have done that without you guys' Patreon stuff. To be able to, you know, that bought all of his equipment, bought him a studio, and allowed him some some great time. So um, to be able to do this stuff, I mean, uh, look at uh, John's backgrounds and things like that. And of course, you know, John, big part of John's checks come from from Patreon. So um, we appreciate all that. All right, I have got to go because I got to go pick up the new studio equipment, which is very exciting. You guys will see that by the next show. So stay tuned. Please share this. Love you guys. Until next time, guns up, giddy up.